Hi, I'm Graham Joseph Hill, and you're listening to Daily Devotions with Jesus, where we dive deep into every chapter of the Bible, moving chapter by chapter from Genesis to Revelation, showing you how each chapter of the Bible can shape your spiritual life and actions in the world, and grow your passion for Jesus and discipleship to Him. We're using the translation of the Bible, World English Bible. You can get the devotional books that go with this podcast at our website, grahamjosephhill.com forward slash books and download a free Bible reading plan at the same website. Make sure you subscribe on our podcast to receive all episodes. Let's open the Bible together. The book of Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any animal of the field which the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Has God really said... You shall not eat of any tree of the garden. The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, but not from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat of it, you shall not touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, You won't really die, for God knows that in the day you eat it your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she she took some of the fruit and ate. Then she gave some to her husband with her and he ate it too. Their eyes were opened and they both knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. They heard the Lord God's voice walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. The Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid, because I was naked, so I hid myself. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, She gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate it. The Lord God said to the woman, What have you done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed above all livestock, and above every animal of the field. You will go on your belly. You shall eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman, And between your offspring and her offspring, he will bruise your head and I will bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. You will bear children in pain. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you have listened to your wife's voice and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you saying you shall not eat of it. The ground is cursed for your sake. You will eat from it with much labour all the days of your life. It will yield thorns and thistles to you, and you will eat the herb of the field. You will eat bread by the sweat of your face until you return to the ground, for you were taken out of it, for you were dust, and you shall return to dust. The man called his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all living things. The Lord God made garments of animal skins for Adam and his wife and clothed them. The Lord God said, Behold, 
The man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand, and also take of the tree of life and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God said, uh, sent him out of the garden of Eden, to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every way, to guard the way of the tree of life. What are the major biblical themes in Genesis 3? Genesis 3, often referred to as the fall, addresses profound themes of disobedience, sin, and the resultant separation from God. It narrates the story of Adam and Eve, who were enticed by the serpent, who eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thereby thereby disobeying God's explicit command. This narrative sets the stage for understanding the human condition, introducing sin into the world, and illustrating the immediate and long-term consequences of our actions. The passage not only explores the themes of temptation, guilt, and punishment, but also introduces God's grace and the promise of redemption. It underscores the complexity of human nature, our propensity for disobedience, and the enduring hope for reconciliation with God. How are the themes of Genesis 3 presented in the Gospels? The themes of Genesis 3 weave through the Gospels, affirmed and deepened by the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. In the temptation in the wilderness, as recounted in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, Jesus faces the serpent's cunning not with disobedience, but with steadfast adherence to God's word, reversing Adam and Eve's failure. This encounter not only highlights Christ's sinlessness, but also his role as the new Adam, restoring the broken relationship between humanity and the divine. Jesus' parables further enrich Genesis 3 and its themes of sin, grace and redemption. The prodigal son in Luke 15, 11 to 32 mirrors humanity's rebellion against God and the joyful welcome of repentance sinners back into God's presence. The parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke 10 illustrates the call to love and serve, breaking down barriers of enmity and division, a direct response to the discord sown by the first sin. Moreover, Christ's teachings on forgiveness and reconciliation, especially in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5-7, invite a return to the peace and harmony that existed before the fall, his ultimate act of love on the cross, where he bore the consequences of humanity's sin, offers the path to redemption and the restoration of all things. How are the things of Genesis 3 present in the rest of Scripture? Beyond the Gospels, the themes of Genesis 3 resonate throughout Scripture. In Romans 5, Paul explicitly contrasts Adam's disobedience with Christ's obedience, highlighting the universal impact of sin and the superabounding grace available through Jesus. The story of Joseph Joseph in Genesis 37-50 prefigures God's redemptive purposes in the midst of human evil, echoing the promises of Genesis 3.15 that evil will ultimately be overcome. The prophetic literature, particularly Isaiah, with its themes of judgment and hope, exile and return, reflect the consequences of sin and the divine promise of restoration. Passages like Isaiah 53 foretell the suffering servant who will bear the iniquities of many, 
pointing directly to Christ's sacrificial love. In Revelation, the narrative arc of Scripture comes full circle with the restoration of paradise lost in Genesis 3. The new Jerusalem descends where God dwells with humanity and the tree of life stands on either side of the river, signifying the healing of the nations and the final defeat of sin and death. Throughout the Old and New Testaments, the themes of Genesis 3, fall, judgment, grace and redemption, are confirmed and enriched, culminating in the life, death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. This grand narrative invites believers into a story of divine love and mercy, calling for a response of faith, obedience and hopeful anticipation of God's ultimate restoration. What is the spiritual significance of Genesis 3? The spiritual significance of Genesis 3 lies in the portrayal of the human tendency to stray from God's path and the inherent consequences of such actions. It reflects the universal struggle with temptation and the often painful awareness of our shortcomings. This chapter speaks to the heart of our spiritual lives by reminding us of the importance of obedience, the reality of sin, and the need for God's grace. It highlights the broken relationships between humanity and God, underscoring our need for a saviour to restore that relationship. Genesis 3 serves as a poignant reminder of our vulnerability to sin, but also of God's relentless pursuit of us through his promise of salvation. Genesis 3, with its narrative of the fall, encapsulates profound spiritual themes of disobedience, sin, grace, and redemption. This chapter is not just a historical account, but a foundational text that can immensely enrich our spiritual lives, deepening our faith and guiding us in our journey as disciples of Jesus Christ. The themes explored in Genesis 3 hold the key to understanding our human condition, recognizing our need for a saviour, and living a life of transform, uh, like living a life that's been transformed by God's grace. The story of Adam and Eve's disobedience and the resulting separation from God mirrors our own struggles with sin and temptation. It starkly presents the consequences of turning away from God's commands. Yet, amidst the narrative of judgment and curse, there emerges a promise of redemption. This dual theme of fall and promise sets the stage for an entire biblical narrative culminating in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Understanding and applying the themes of Genesis 3 can lead to a profound spiritual transformation. At its core, this transformation involves the heart, the inmost dimension of our being, synonymous with our spirit or will. The heart, in in biblical terms, is the seat of our desires, thoughts and intentions. It is from the heart that our actions flow, for better or worse. Thus a transformation sought in Christian spirituality is not merely about our behaviours, but it's a radical change of our hearts, leading to a life that naturally expresses the deeds of Jesus Christ done in the power of his Spirit. How do we undergo this transformation? Well, the narrative of Genesis 3 offers several insights. One, recognition of sin and repentance. 
The first step towards transformation is acknowledging our propensity to sin, much like Adam and Eve. This recognition leads to repentance, a turning back to God. Repentance is not a one-time event, but a continuous posture of the heart, recognizing our dependence on God's grace. 2. Embracing God's grace and forgiveness. Genesis 3 introduces the theme of God's grace amidst judgment. For us, embracing this grace means accepting God's forgiveness through Christ and allowing it to heal and restore our broken relationships with Him. It's understanding that our salvation and transformation are not based on our merit, but on Christ's sacrificial love. 3. Living in obedience and trust. The fall presented from distrust in God's promises and in God's goodness. And that distrust in God's goodness and the disobedience that follows to his command had devastating consequences. Our our transformation involves growing in trust and living in obedience to God's word. This obedience is not about a legalistic rule following, but a loving response to God's grace, recognizing God's lordship in every area of our lives. 4. The power of the Holy Spirit. Our transformation is made possible through the power, presence, provision, grace, and love of the Holy Spirit who empowers us to overcome sin and live a life that reflects the character of Christ. The Spirit works within us, renewing our minds, transforming our hearts, and enabling us to bear the fruit of righteousness. 5. Engagement in community and service. Genesis 3 shows the, the disruption of relationships. Part of our transformation involves restoring relationships with God and others. This happens in the context of Christian community where we learn to love, serve, and forgive one another, reflecting Christ's love to the world. By applying these same themes, we begin to live out the teachings of Jesus. Our transformed lives then become a testimony to God's redeeming work, drawing others to God. The journey of transformation is lifelong marked by moments of failure and grace. But it is the path to becoming disciples who not only follow Jesus in word, but in action, doing all that he taught, empowered by his Spirit. In conclusion, Genesis 3, while depicting the fall of humanity, also offers a blueprint for our redemption and transformation. By engaging with its themes, we embark on a journey of becoming more like Christ, which is the essence of Christian discipleship. This transformation impacts not just our individual lives, but also our communities and the world at large. As we become agents of God's love, forgiveness, grace, and reconciliation. How do we live out the themes of Genesis 3 today? In the shadow of Genesis 3, Living out our faith involves recognising our propensity for sin while striving for righteousness, humility and obedience to God's word. It calls for a life marked by repentance, a continual turning away from sin and towards God. This narrative teaches us the importance of accountability, the value of God's grace, 
and the power of forgiveness. In response to Genesis 3, Christians are encouraged to embody love, compassion and service, reflecting God's love to a fallen world. By promoting peace, justice and reconciliation, we live out the gospel message, counteracting the effects of sin and pointing others to the hope found in Christ. So how do we respond to Genesis 3? Practically, responding to the themes of Genesis 3 involves integrating its lessons into every aspect of our lives. At home, it means fostering an environment of forgiveness and grace. In the workplace, it involves ethical conduct and integrity, resisting the temptations that often lead us astray. Within our communities and neighbourhoods, it calls for actions that promote justice, peace and reconciliation, reflecting God's love and compassion to those around us. Spiritually, it means deepening our relationship with God through prayer, Bible study and community, allowing God's Spirit to transform us. Embracing humility, we acknowledge our need for God's grace striving to live lives that reflect God's love and redemption. How does Genesis 3 point us to Jesus? Genesis 3 points to Jesus as the ultimate fulfillment of God's promise of redemption. In the midst of judgment and despair, there lies a thread of hope, the promise of a saviour who would crush the serpent's head, symbolising the defeat of sin and death. Jesus embodies this promise, his life, death and resurrection offering the solution to the problem of sin introduced in Genesis 3. Through Christ's sacrifice, we are reconciled to God. Our relationship is restored. Jesus' love, presence, spirit and grace enable us to overcome the temptations and consequences of sin, empowering us to live lives that reflect God's righteousness and love. Here are some spiritual questions for you to reflect on. Where in my life am I resisting God's guidance, and how can I surrender to God more fully? How does the story of Genesis 3 reflect my own experience with temptation and sin? In what ways can I more actively seek God's guidance and forgiveness in my life? How can I better embody Christ's love and forgiveness to those around me? What practical steps can I take to deepen my relationship with God and strengthen my faith? Let's pray. Loving God, we come before you, mindful of our shortcomings in the lessons of Genesis 3. We confess our disobedience in the times we have strayed from your path. Lord, we are grateful for your grace that covers our sins and for the promise of redemption through your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us to live lives that reflect your love, embodying compassion, justice and humility. May we be instruments of your peace and reconciliation in a broken world. Strengthen us with your spirit to resist temptation and to walk in obedience to your word. Guide us in our relationships, our work and our communities to be reflections of your grace. Deepen our faith and our reliance on you, that we might grow in your love and serve as faithful disciples. In all things, may your will be done as we look to Jesus, the perfecter of our faith, 
who offers hope and restoration. Amen. Thanks for joining me for this episode. You can find our devotional books and links to our podcast and YouTube channel at our website, grahamjosephhill.com. Make sure you subscribe on your podcast to receive all episodes. I'm praying you'll experience God's grace and presence throughout this day and grow more in love with Jesus Christ, our Lord.